Yeah, yeah. Pour a little bit of yeah. that. Yeah, splash me up. But you insist. Welcome back to just another motivational podcast. It's your girl, Big Grand. <laughs> Big what? I could never say that. That'd be serious. Big Grand. They call me Big Grand. Oh. Even though it's kind of like, what is it we hear? Like two doubles? Redundant. <laughs> Grand, Big and Grand. Anyway, I'm your co host, Amber. Miss Bria. And we have two of our favorite podcasters with us today, Chad and Matt. What's up? What's up, ladies? How are very, you? very long overdue. Yes, Facts. Yes, yes. Well, no, he's been here. I was on the inaugural episode back when Matt was retired, and yeah, um, and but Matt has come back. Yeah. And Matt has performed like uh, like like Wizards Jordan. He's <laughs> <laughs> coming back. I was gonna say uh, this girl is really two Pete Kobe. All right, I'll take that. Two Pete Kobe is cool. Where did the grand come from with the grand dam? That's her last name. No. Is it really? <laughs> People like, really think that's like the car. So funny. Grand. Oh. That's a horrible car, though. And but, I'm sitting here like, I know her last name. Her last name is Weish. I know her name. It's definitely a horrible car, but it's an Instagram name, so. It started off as, a, yeah, just my Instagram name, but, you know. Now it's become a lifestyle. Like, yeah, like, <laughs> everything I do is grand, so they just dropped the M and started calling me grand. I got arrested in a grand dam. That's a long <laughs> That's a long story. Oh, I remember I went to a party at the Y on 52nd Street. I had a white Grand Am rental. I was 16. <laughs> My mom was like really irresponsible. She's like, oh, you want to get a rental car? Fuck, I got a learner's permit. I got a rental car. Oh, wow. Bad Joe. Bad Joe. <laughs> no, gr- nobody was hurt that day. Them Grand Ams was terrible. They was this big. <laughs> the first Jones. Well, no, you, you Grand Am. I have a sister named Amber. It's weird. People really start calling you by your Instagram name. Y'all always talk about this. Oh, yeah, all the time. Mm-hmm. People call me Delgado now, and that's, they think that's <laughs> my name. Too. Yeah, because you're not even close to Puerto Rican or anything like that. You don't that. know what I am. Are you Puerto Rican? I might be. You're not. People think I'm Spanish. <laughs> they think I'm mixed with It's Spanish. like I say that to say I'm not, but shut the fuck up. <laughs> but you don't know that. <laughs> now, I had somebody call me Matt Made Me Sick in Nordstrom the other day. <laughs> in Nordstrom? <laughs> yeah, it's so, it's so it's weird. Like, you clearly know my name is Matt. Why would you say that? But she thing? was like, Matt makes me sick. And I'm like, it's just mad outside. <laughs> you, know, you see me and shit. Just mad. And shit. It's, it's weird. People really say, people get on a bus and say, they, whenever they see me, they. Matt makes me sick. They will not say Matt. It's nuts. They refuse. Plus EO over here. Plus EO. Like, I've embraced it at this point. I see you changed <laughs> Instagram. That was funny as shit. Hey, you gotta you gotta embrace the joke, man. You gotta run with it. But yeah, I'm finally here. We appreciate y'all having us today. We appreciate y'all coming. I'm gonna be lit in about four minutes. No, I'm, I'm borderline drunk. drunk. First of all, you drinking it like it's just straight juice. Like you just keep sipping. I'm scared. Well, once I, once I got the uh, the orange lemonade. Yo, added, once it touches added, your lips, <laughs> it's so good. I just kept going. That's my problem. That's the reason I don't really like going out. Overindulge. I overindulge, and I peeped it when I was at the joint in Charlotte. I'm like, I was really on the like. Now nah, I'm chilling. And like man, just pick a bottle. Oh, I got a bottle. <laughs> I had some of that Casaminiago shit, Casaminiago. and I, I'm listen. What is that? Whatever the fuck it's called, that tequila <laughs> shit. <laughs> I started drinking that, and then the hookah came, and what's up? Yeah, I, I, exactly, I, I, I definitely overindulge. That's the reason I don't like indulging <laughs> to begin with. Like if it was the '80s, I'd know I'd be doing coke and wilding. If I, I'm, I 100% know that. Like if I was out, I'd be a fucking mess every Knowing night. Your limitations is important. That's the reason I don't go. Like I don't, you know what I'm saying? Because I don't dance. So it's like would love to see you dance. I would love it. I would pay no, top I dollar. For it. No, <laughs> I, I, I. <laughs> so, Bria, how was your weekend? Um, what did we do? I was with you. We recorded my YouTube video. 
Are you a live. YouTuber now? Yes, I am. Congrats. Thank you. Yes. This is my third video. I just posted it on the way here. What's your uh, channel about? Fashion, beauty, lifestyle. Makes Got sense. Got some vlogs. My first video was a get to know me. And then me and Amber just did a truth or drink. Got real drunk off of Casa Miniago. <laughs> <laughs> I, I saw that. <laughs> Y'all talking about shitting on yourselves and all kinds of crazy. I seen that. <laughs> it dropped already. That's how I saw it. I'm about to say it's out. <laughs> like, that's like I've seen it. It's out. I, I didn't have the secret password. Um, but my weekend, so I've discovered that I'm allergic to raw shrimp, hence me wearing glasses on oh, yeah. uh, I'm not trying to be cool or nothing. <laughs> I actually have a golf ball here. Damn. You've discovered you're allergic to raw, raw shrimp. shrimp. What made you it. eat raw shrimp? I didn't eat it. I can't touch it. Can't, oh, shit. Can't. You know you're not supposed to eat raw shrimp. Well, no, I didn't. All right, let me see. It kind of wafted <laughs> over the room. <laughs> Nobody picked that up. I don't eat shrimp at all, so I don't know. Are you a, uh, I'm allergic, allergic to shellfish. Right? Ah. Yeah. Well, I read about it, and Google did say that eventually I probably will be allergic to shellfish, but right now I, I, I can eat it. That's why I'm like, that was so, I've never cooked it from scratch. I always buy it like, you know, it comes cooked sometimes, mm -hmm. I gotta like do a little one too. Yeah. I bought it raw. So I'm like digging in the bag to peel the, the tail off, and my arms start like breaking out. Oh, so I'm shit. wondering like, I still, it still didn't click. So I'm, you know, taking my clothes off, looking for bed bugs. Like, what is going on? Meanwhile, you got a whole so bucket of shrimp I, in front of you. I rub my eyes. Keep on ridiculous. Bed bugs. First of all, I'm down in the kitchen, so I don't know. But I eat shrimp all the time, so yeah. I didn't think it was that. Rub my eye. And then next thing I know, I literally could not open. Oh, that sucks. Well, what are you taking for it? Did you use like a prescription medication or something? Or you well, just self-diagnosed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I went to MD. Yeah, I went to Walgreens. <laughs> Got some ginger ale. <laughs> I went to the Ready Clinic. <clears throat> At the Chinese store at two in the morning. Yo, give me a Benny and hot tea. <laughs> like that's gonna knock everything out. Yeah, but you might need to go to the doctor if it's not down. It, yeah, because it's been twenty four hours. Yeah. At point, so I probably will. Yeah, because the Lionel Richie's are killing me. I was, I was, <laughs> like, I, I was thinking it. I, I ain't gonna hold you. We walked in together. I'm like, all right, she got shades on. She's coming from outside. <laughs> I we, was just thinking, like, at some point she'll take them off. And then we got in here, and yeah. I, I was just I don't want to like, be in women's business, yeah, so I, I just let her rock out. <laughs> I don't know what happened last night, but I'm just like, I don't want to bring I'm a, it up. I'm a mind mind. No. Shit might have got kinky. Who knows? But I'm just like, I'm going to just yeah. let her rock with these glasses. I was definitely thinking, like, all right, she cool as shit with this big-ass aviators on. Well, how was y'all weekend? What y'all do this weekend? Did I do that? We talked about this. Uh, My weekend was trash. I didn't do yeah, shit. Yeah, weekend was pretty much... We, I didn't... You talked about your weekend. I talked about mine because I didn't do yeah, nothing. I just watched fucking documentaries and read and... I got takeout from Budokan on I ate a box of problems. What day was that? Friday? Or Saturday? One of them days. Friday or Saturday. Budokan takeout is way too fucking expensive. It doesn't Budokan make any sense. Expensive. Honestly, Budokan... Takeout was 200 bucks for 200 Budokan <laughs> is Budokan isn't good here. The AC one is way better. AC Jonah is magnificent. AC is way better. But I tolerate the one here because... Fuck the Jonah where, where in New York. Where else am I going to get lamb chops from? We straight left the Jonah in New York. Like, yeah, because yeah, their, their, their server was just like nasty as shit. And then they sat us at this weird ass seat. And I just was like, You ever see that page where it's like the goat seat? Yeah. We did not get the goat seat. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I can't deal with this. I straight bounced from there. But you know, it's the same board around like all of them. Yeah. Steven Starr, there you go. Yeah, he's really yeah. fucked. He's got like everything, like Barclay Prime, like everything. The new hottest like restaurants, though, is the uh, Shulson Collection. Is Steak 48 in it? I was just about to ask, are they the ones that Steak 48? No, that's... Have y'all been to Steak 48 yet? I went for my mom's birthday. I am not. Would you like it? 
I did like it. I am not cool enough. I had the bone in yeah. braised short rib. It was fire. It was very good. One thing I've noticed riding past Steak 48 four times a night because I do the 27 <laughs> is that niggas are ridiculously overdressed it's or, a dress or, code. Or, or underdressed. It's a dress code. It don't seem like it. They're either underdressed. It's like they niggas. They check you at the door. Niggas is going in dressed like Omar's grandma <laughs> off of the wire or they're, they're wearing like Harlem Globetrotter sets. Yeah, somehow, some like, way, one of my homies, he... I saw a nigga uh, going in the other day with like a white tee, jeans, and a bunch of jewelry on. I yeah, was just the other like, day, one of my, this can't be the same dress code homies, for the people he, I see like with a, ridiculous outfits. Yeah, he like a super like finesser, so he managed, he went there like five times the first opening week. Yeah. So now he's like ingratiated into one the One of my, home, my homegirls is there like every other night and yeah. she, she I, was, I was joking with her, I'm like, I'm not cool enough to go. She's like, let's go Saturday, my treat. I'm like, how the fuck are <laughs> <laughs> constantly in this I'll be there but how the fuck are you just constantly in this place yeah so he he got it to where now everybody knows him from like the valet to the top managers he just mm-hmm. wear whatever he want in there okay yeah. that's kind of the way it goes yeah I went and I didn't like my food and then they ended up covering our whole bill oh shit so, what did you get I got lamb chops and they were like Terrible. Super tender, like I couldn't chew them. So they're like, "All right, uh, do you want to try something else?" I'm like, "No, it's cool." They went in the back, and I guess they tasted and they like, "Oh, yeah, your lamb chops were tender. We'll cover your bill for you." Damn. The night I was there, they I uh, ordered all kinds of shit. They lost this guy a car, this like older white guy. You could tell like he was papered up. He he's like, "I, I live down the street. These motherfuckers lost my car." Blah blah. He was waiting for his car for like 45 minutes. He told the valet the realest shit ever. He said, "Listen, what I'm about to do is I'm gonna call an Uber and go home." Kick the car and I'm gonna just report it stolen. You wanna hear some funny? You wanna hear hear a funny ass valet story? I go to Harris, right? Casino. This is when I was like really, really in deep playing poker every night. So of course, going, I know everybody in the casino, everybody knows me. So I pull up at the valet, African boy. He like, oh shit, my guy, what's up? Whatever, whatever, whatever. I'm talking to him. So I walk in the casino. He take my car. This one had my truck. He take my truck, take it off park. So I go up in the casino. This was like six o'clock at night. Okay. I start playing poker. I start playing 1-3. I start playing 2-5. I'm, like, deep in this shit. Like, I was playing 1-3-6 before the night was That's John told you Deuce Daly used to be at. Yeah. What's the boy do the shit where he be yelling at his son? Do it look like I fucking that boy? Yeah, uh, D-Funny. He was at the uh, table. A bunch of motherfuckers. Long story short, I'm in there till, like, 4 in the morning. Like, I've been playing poker all fucking night. So I come downstairs. I come to valet. I turn my slip in. She was like, yeah, we don't have keys for your car, for your for your truck. So I'm just like, y'all lost my fucking keys. I'm like, what the fuck? So she was like, "What? Are, there's nothing here on that. There's no slip here with yeah. that. Give me a second. She go outside to the valet desk, nothing. She come back in. And mind you, it's four in the morning. I've been here for the last 10, 11 hours. Right. I'm snapping. <laughs> So I'm like, where the fuck is the African idiot to be out there fucking with the... With <laughs> the like, where is he at? He, he been going. Yeah. So she on the phone, the manager come down, the shift manager, they like, oh, you know, I know this can happen. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. I'm like, well, y'all gonna have to buy me another key or something. Like, I got a spare key in a crib. Like, it ain't no big deal. But y'all gonna have to pay for me to get the fuck home. Yeah. Pay for me to come back. And y'all gonna have to pay for the fucking spare key. Like, I'm not fucking... Like, I gave y'all the key. Long story short, she finally gets the boy on the phone. So he finally wakes the fuck up and answers. She was like, yo, uh, I got Mr. Kane here. Where is the key for his truck? You never turned it in. He was like, oh, you talking about Matt? Matt never gave me the key. So when she said that, I'm like, oh, shit. (laughs) You done gave him a whole speech. It was on my hip, though. I never took it off. That's one of them jaws where you be in the crib. Like, where the fuck is my phone? You didn't cut the light on the phone. Where the fuck is the phone? (laughs) But, you know, cars will move without the key. So when he drove it off, I guess when he got in there, realized, oh, ain't no key. Matt gonna hang on to his key. Boom. 
The key was on my head. That's funny as And I stood there snapping for 45 minutes. Like, and the key was, I never once was like... Wasted your own damn time. Oh, key was on my hip the whole time. Where you was about to get a free spare key. I mean, I wasn't about to pay 500 for a fucking uh, backup. But yeah, I definitely thought the key was lost. That shit was on my hip the whole time. So let me ask you this. What 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 is the premise of what we're doing today? You was like questions and then I saw... Oh, we're going to get into it. Okay. I'm fried a little bit. I'm, I'm on. Hold you. I'm like, I'm on tilt. Like... <laughs> <laughs> All right, what, well, what time is it? I'm fried. I'm going to David's when I'm here. Our next segment is just another motivational. Uh, well, our podcast is called Just Another Motivational Podcast. So our Facts. segment is Minute of Motivation. So okay. you're going to tell us what motivated y'all this week. I can go first, or you want to go first? I'll go first. Yeah, I want to hear what y'all are saying. So I was Because I'm a steal. <laughs> <laughs> we have a few reviews on our pod that motivated me. I never really... I'm just going to read a few. Love these black queens energy. Instantly became a fan. Love from Cleveland. So that's decent. I don't know anybody in Cleveland. Love hearing these ladies take their platforms and speak their realness of the city. Keep making great content. I'm here for it. Thank you. Those are just two. I'm not going to That was off. bomb. But yeah. Oh, yeah. So we Thank all, you. Really, um, Making an impact here. out you. <laughs> Where you see that at? Anchor? On Apple. Um, I just went on like as if I was a listener. And- Bri is like, I've never been on that app. <laughs> <laughs> what is this Apple you speak of? <laughs> Apple Podcast. Apple Podcast. <laughs> I listen to podcasts, so I know what it is. But I'm going to use myself as my motivation. Like I said, I started my YouTube channel. I'm trying to be consistent, consistent all 2021. So I'm trying to drop like two videos a week. I also just got a new job. I'm about to start in two weeks. Congrats. So yeah, I'm out here motivating myself. That's bomb. Thank you. I kind of got like a shared motivation. Prior to coming here, we just did our show, Rose Podcast Ever, that's actually out now. But collectively, me, Matt, and Vicky from NGTV, we're kind of all talking and we're kind of like all on the same page as far as like uprooting this whole like media operation that we have and kind of trying to do it in another city. And I think we all in like a 15, 20 minute conversation came to the same conclusion that, you know, it sounds cliche, but I think Atlanta is it for everybody. There's like, I got a job opportunity out there. We're going to possibly be partners in the media studio if we go out there. And it's just like more of an abundance of uh, networking opportunities, business opportunities and stuff like that. So I'm just kind of motivated by the fact that we'll have somebody as soon as March 1st that'll be out there. And then we'll have our footing if we decide to all collectively go. Question. Do you know anyone with the podcast studios in Atlanta? I know people with recording studios. I mean, they have everything. Uh, I know the guys that run Mean Streets. Which is DJ Drama's studio um, The guy V12 If he's still working with Drama They have rooms for everything in there So I'm pretty sure they have a podcast room What about you? You know, all that I listened to And I, I couldn't steal anything <laughs> I, was, I was trying to pick up on something But uh, what has motivated me? I've been doing really well in the gym Lifting weights is like a constant struggle Yeah. Like, you know, trying to make yourself yeah. stronger Is crazy as fuck And I can do pull-ups now Oh, that's, that's nice. fucking lit. Yeah. So at one point in life, I couldn't hang from a bar. So to do pull-ups yeah, is... lift your body weight is crazy. Fucking insane. So it's like... Versus gravity. Exactly. So it's like, that's cool. A lot of money spent, but you know how that shit goes. <laughs> it's all worth it. Yeah, I guess. You know what I mean? I bought a Gucci shirt. It was Ooh, like... Gucci was man. Up. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 it's like, it fits, but it's like... I got some more work to do. 
I'm in it. <laughs> but it's like, what's the little baby nigga Rod Wave? Is that his name? Yeah. Am I Rod Wave in it or or am I the rocket? You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's just... You're not as big as Rod Wave. No, but when you put on a little shirt, it's Rod Wave-ish. That's the point. You put on one of them tees where the sleeves come Like You can see your underarm hair with the short sleeve on. That shit ain't cool. So it's like, you know, it's all good, though. You figure I'm 281 now, so... It's been lit. It's bomb, man. Can't really complain. Nice. All right, so for our great debate, why do people get backlash for having a preference that's opposite of the... Can I please go man? first? <laughs> well, I don't know why they get backlash, but I hate the fact that they do. Like, if I say, oh, I don't like light-skinned niggas, you can't get mad that I said that. I'm not a colorist. I just don't like light-skinned niggas. Like, I don't understand how... It depends on how you say it, too. It does, but you that's my preference. Or if I say, I don't... I don't like skinny niggas. That don't mean I... Is that I, true? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like, you can't get mad at someone's preference. I don't understand why do why do yeah. people do that. I think people have a lot of like undiagnosed like hurt and trauma and shit from their past. And people just hold on to insignificant shit that they really should just like shrug off and be like, fuck you. You know what I'm right. saying? There's so many people out here when you talk about like just like the dating pool or the job pool, whatever it is, like there's always another option. And it sometimes it may or may not be a better option, but there's always another option. And you can choose to give your energy to something or not. So it's like if something is just not for me, it's just like, okay, I don't spend my time just thinking about shit that ain't for me. Right. I had a tweet the other day. I said, I have no resilience muscles for women in their nonsense. Like, oh, you don't like me? Cool. What else she got for me? Like, I'm not bothered. Like, I I know I'm... I can be an acquired taste. I ain't for everybody. I'm not bothered by that shit. Right. So I, I just don't trip over, you know, certain stuff. What Drake say? I ain't never tripping <clears throat> off something that ain't mine. People need to take advice from Drake's first album. I think it's different, though, when somebody's, like, blatantly just, like... Oh, they were bashing. That's a different Yeah, thing. that's the joint where it's just like, all right, we get it. Like, it's, you know... Give us an example. Like, what you mean? Like, people who go on these rants about, like you said, color or size or... High, like, women will literally do that when it comes to short niggas. Like, they'll project that negative yeah. energy towards a short man. And like, they, but as soon as a nigga say he don't like girls with one B hair, they lose their shit. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> it's, it's like, you can't have it both ways. Like, if you want to pump your whatever your things are, let people feel I mean, the same. But I don't understand why it's a problem. I have preferences. I don't harp on them. Right. And I would never say it to nobody in a certain situation. Do that make sense? Yeah. Like, you can't, like, somebody say something to you, you can't be like, oh, now you know you don't have a shot because, you know, that, it, that, that's, you, you can't, like, you know what I'm saying? No, exactly. I've had a woman do that shit to me, though. I had a woman tell me to my face, like, oh, no, I don't like big niggas. And I'm like, what? <laughs> how do we get here? Like, how? And it's fucked up, and she got killed. Damn. Like, in a domestic violence joint. But, yeah, by a skinny nigga. And I, I just... Yo. The universe. Hey, you know, it's just like, it's fucked up, but it's just like... Should have been with a big nigga. I wouldn't have killed him. Might have you still, know what I'm saying? Been still been, still oh been here. It's it. not funny, but it's just, it just it's funny the way things will work. Them, you know, everything works itself out. And it'd be like, I'm never in my life. Like, if you say something to me, I'm not going to be like, oh, no, I don't like... Uh, 
women with big ass sunglasses. It's like that's just that, that's just stupid. You know what I'm saying? But people will literally do that and then be shocked when people turn around and be like, yeah, "Fuck is wrong with you?" There was, there was, like, there's no reason. Chad just was saying like they be having hurt in their heart for no reason. Yeah, it'd be it'd be like motherfuckers be hurt from like seventh grade. It's like, yeah. man, you still worried about dirty ass Tyrone? That nigga smoke crack. Like, like <laughs> you, still, you still stressed out over this? Like nigga? I've had I've had women say something to me and I I just be like, all right, yeah, you know, might even take the number just. I know I'm not about, but it's just, you know, I ain't about to be like, no, nah, because you got. Right. Boom. No. Right. People will do that. Man, though. bitch, what's up, 11? Big ass feet. Real talk. So it's like, yeah, that, that part of it, like saying it to people as like a negative or derogatory, John, that shit ain't cool. But having your preferences is just, you're a human. Right. But I think in this social media culture, it's people so sensitive. A lot of times, you're not allowed to have a preference. At all. That too. And you, you, I'm no better than anybody. I'm an expert on ending up on the wrong corner of Twitter. Yeah. And get <laughs> to, yeah. Oh, to where yeah. the whole internet turn on you. Like, damn, how I get here? Bunch of ugly motherfuckers calling you ugly for 44 days in a row. This shit I gets mean, annoying. I feel like, correct me if I'm wrong, social media is for you to, to speak your preference. When, when, when did you put your code on? I'm freezing. She slipped it on. I peeped it. I was going to say something. I look this. Like, you know what? I look back. <laughs> Yo. Drink some of your drink. I, I, yeah, put your coat on. That coat. All right, we're going to play a little game just to loosen up. I mean, we already loose. We already know each other. But, I'm fried. Um, <laughs> this or that. Uh, relationships or situationships? Old me or new me. <laughs> I'm in love. I'm deep in love. Uh, so now relationships. I think the dating scene is so burnt out and just the whole process of trying to find somebody that you may or may not lock in with in the process. Like, I, I'm not trying to learn nobody else's favorite color or, like, get them they fucking first four bags and all that shit. I don't want to do that no more. So I'm going to just stay with the one I'm with. So relationships for me. <clears throat> you know what the fuck I'm saying. <laughs> Oh, relationships. Situationships is stupid. Like my old life, I was the situationship king. Meaningless banter, meaningless sexual partners, all that shit. Nah, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> um, y'all didn't answer this. Do y'all answer? Oh, okay. <laughs> she made it clear. That, no, it's not for us. No, we don't. We don't get into this. <laughs> we don't get into this. BBWs or petite? Duh, petite. Really? Oh no, BBW. Never speak again or always say what's on your mind. Oh, what do you mean? What's on your mind? If you had to choose from the two, you can either never talk again or you always have to say what's on your mind. Like, your opinion. Oh, like in general? Yeah, just period. Oh, always say what's on my mind. Always say what's on my mind. Uh-huh. To a fault. Yeah. <laughs> high rises or house? I used to be high rises, now a house. I'm definitely a house. Okay, that was our game. <laughs> All right, we're going to get into our Just Another Motivational Conversation. Can y'all introduce a guest and tell us who you are and what do you do? Whoever can go first. Um, Chad Fane, a.k.a. C. Diddy, retired party promoter, concert promoter, entrepreneur, investor, and podcaster. I miss concerts. <laughs> tell me about it. I'm actually good with concerts. Never happened again. <laughs> yeah. Yo, we went to Coachella. This lady was sitting in the grass while Beyonce was performing. It was too long. I was ready. <laughs> uh, we went to Beyonce's concert, and it was this little girl 
who came down. We were in the front row of our section. This yeah, girl was, yeah. I don't know what row she was in, but she just decided she was going to be in row one. And I, I just, I couldn't get over it. Like, it just, it affected me so much. And she was like, stop caring about her. I'm like, no, this little bitch needs to go back to work. <laughs> she was like, Concert, it's too many people. Like I, I love concerts. No. It, too many thousands of people in one place just... And it's not like a basketball game or a football game where it's like, this is your chair, and you're kind of just in that. With concerts, it's just... No, it, I mean, it depends on where it's at, but when somebody comes to your section and it's not supposed to be there, you're supposed to say, um, you in my seat. No, it wasn't in my seat. She was standing at the like on the steps. Like, I had the seat right next to the steps, and she was just, like, here. And it was was like, yo, what the fuck is she doing? Like, I I just, I can't fuck with concerts. I'm, uh, should I say my name? Matt King? Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm Matt King. I don't really do anything. And I I was thinking about that the other day, like, when when I listened, I listened to y'all first show with you on there. And I'm like, I really don't do anything. I don't know how I'm, like, as successful as, I, I don't really do anything. Are you content with that, or? Not, I... In theory, I have a podcast. That's Not pretty in big. In reality, you have a podcast. No, you have a you have a whole content I'm, library. Listen, what I'm saying. <laughs> it's like I have a pretty big podcast. I play poker. I do a lot of shit, but I don't really do anything. Make sense? No. <laughs> all right. You're not going to get it. Like, you know how y'all are all out and about and, like... You said that we be out and about. You just did. You was like, I love concerts. I've been I haven't been to a concert in... I mean, you because the world shut down. Exactly. So, I'm not out and about. I be in the house, man. Be, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It's you be like, in the house, too. Yeah, the house has become my favorite place. And I was a, I was a six-day-a-week outside boy. I was, like, literally looking forward to all of the debauchery and the nonsense. And it's just like, I'm just so far removed from that shit. Like, I hate it. I hate it outside. I had like a come to I had a come to Jesus moment when I was out uh last uh last year around March and I was I was in uh room service and I like was standing like on this like little fake like chair or whatever, some IKEA furniture. Or you are like one. <laughs> and I just looked around and was like, I hate everybody in here. That's how I'd be I, dead. I never want to see y'all again. And I just never been there. I've never been back since. The whole environment was just too pretentious and just like capped out for me. And I just never been, I've never been out in Philly since. I just don't like people. That like, too. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm just good on people as a, as a, as a whole. The, uh, I was driving a bus one day and they was wilding out on a bus and I, I, I threatened them with driving the bus into the school kill. And I was just like, I gotta get away from people. <laughs> and like I just hate them. I hate being around them. Like they just drive me up a fucking wall. Like I'm, I'm cool on them all the way around. But yeah, that's, I'm Matt Kane. I podcast. I play poker. I work out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so y'all have the realest podcast ever. What inspires y'all episode topics or content? The original inspiration of the show was just the fact that, like, you know, it's one of my closest friends. And, um... You know, we had got to a point where we were just like literally talking every day about like just all this different stuff going on in the world, sports, media, fashion, social media, just random stuff that was going on. And then um, from there, it basically motivated me to say, hey, we should put this into a podcast like the podcast revolution was just kind of getting started at the time, which was four years ago. Um, You had shows like Juan Epstein and Joe Rogan that had been around forever, but there was starting 
starting to become like this new wave of like different type of podcasts and like you had Tag Stone, you had Drink Champs, like shows like that that kind of showed me that kind of showed me like there's more than one way to do this. Like it's not like no format. Like you could create your own format. And um that's what motivated the actual concept behind the show itself. And I basically stalked him for like six months before I finally got him to commit to doing it. And then, you know, we started January 18, 2017 and we just kind of never looked back. And um, yeah, that's the one thing I do enjoy about podcasting is that you can literally do what you want. Like it's, it's not like radio where it's like you have to have, you know, this amount of music playing. You have to have call-ins. You have to, you can't curse. I, I like the fact that you can literally, you can do a podcast tomorrow about like, Cooking, yeah, yeah, just whatever waffles. the yeah, like whatever the fuck you feel like doing. If people decide to listen to it, they listen to it, and it's, I I like that aspect of. Yeah. Oh, so I mean the motivation behind our topics is like, you know, we come up with like customized like specific stuff from time to time that's like new intellectual property that like we came up with that's like specific things like Migos for president, the age of e-begging, like these different like topic like uh, these uh themed shows that are like things that we're observing or whatever um so i guess overall just from saying that the majority of our topics come from just observation and what we see what we're hearing things that we're going through things that people are telling us stuff like that yeah i'll I'll say this i've met a lot of people in this city like you know a lot of different people from social media not from social media and when it comes to there aren't many people who can articulate an experience I don't know why people are like that. I don't know how. For me, it's normal. Like people like, oh, I love hearing you tell stories. And it's just that's just been me since I was a kid. And when it comes to him, we literally, yo, yo, what happened at so-and-so? It's a three minute voice note. You know what I'm saying? That's just how we are. When it comes to having a conversation and being able to get their point across and basically making you to feel like, yo, I can put myself in your shoes and understand what you're saying. There are many people that can do that. Like, I listen to a lot of podcasts just because I, I want to give everybody a shot and give everybody a chance. But it's just like, I listen to something, they'll be like, what is happening? Where is the the point in this? Or where is the information in this? Or where is the the shit I'm supposed to take from this and right. go on? Like, and I haven't met too many people who can do it. So it's just it made sense for me when it was like, all right, yeah, let's give it a shot. And then I started really getting into it and just we go off of a lot of like uh, pop culture, like what happened in society, what's right. going on in the world, what's going on in local news, world news, all of that. But our, and our lens on it is different. That's what I'm saying. You can give a perspective else's. and like, oh, no, make you understand it from this point of view or from that angle or whatever, whatever. So that's pretty much it. It's just basically what's going on in the world. Yeah, for me, there was nobody else I was going to do the show with other than him. If not, I would have just did a show by myself. It wouldn't have been like what the Realist Podcast ever is. It would have probably been like an interview show, like artists and would have been more like music and entertainment driven it would have been a different show which i'm gonna do at some point but as far as this format of show that i came up with he was the only person that i would have did it with like i literally sit and i the, the thing that burns me up the most with this podcast when people be like oh y'all need to bring me up to the podcast and it'd be like for what Why? yeah we get that a lot we had a lot of growing pains in the beginning of bringing people of taking people saying that and then following through with it and being like this was terrible this was awful <laughs> this was awful <laughs> it was ridiculous. But then the shows that we think are just flat out so bad, people even be like, no, that Joe was actually all right because so-and-so, when he said, I'm just like, I was miserable the yeah. whole show. But you just never know what people going to be into. So what's the end goal for TRPA? 
a McLaren, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> like, all right. So before I do the end goal, I'll do like our biggest obstacle. Our biggest obstacle is exposure. We need more exposure. If Matt was a former athlete and I was like a former like a power broker or I was like Drake cousin or some shit like that, like we would already be where we want to be. The fact of the matter is, we just two guys from Southwest Philly that you know family orientated grew up a certain way lived through the fucking 80s 90s and 2000s and have a perspective on life so it's like you could be saying the dopest most on point shit ever but at the end of the day context matters and People in podcasting now, when we started, it wasn't like that. But in podcasting now, who you were before you started podcasting matters more than what you're saying. So exposure is our biggest detriment to our end game, which is being on some big network or whatever the case may be, whether it be, you know, iHeart or a YouTube partnership or something to that effect. But we've put the requisite work in to get where we're going and we're just waiting on like one moment and we know our situation going to go overnight. We've talked a lot about starting our own network. I think that's where we want to get to eventually. I really should. Like we go down, if this Atlanta situation does happen and we go down, that would be like a thing where it's like putting other podcasts on and putting people in position to do shows that they want to do, create content. I think that's the end goal. Yeah, I think the biggest detriment to people's podcast success is the same thing that's a detriment to, like, independent artist success. They're not properly produced. So it's like, from a podcast perspective, people don't be knowing what to talk about. They don't know that you got to have a format and stick to it. They don't understand that if you're doing your show every Wednesday, you got to do your show every Wednesday. Or if it's every other Wednesday. But it's like, people are creatures of habit. And once you get people into the routine of what you're doing, like, you have to deliver for them. Even if it's on a free medium, a free podcast app or whatever the case may be. But once you scale an audience, you have to be there for your audience. You have an obligation to your audience. And um, I think our biggest misstep along the way is that we've had times where we were not putting our audience first. We were prisoners of whatever the fuck it was we wanted to do for that month, two months, whatever the case may be. Or we fighting with the network and this and this and that then turned us off and we not recording. And it's like at the end of the day, we have an obligation obligation to our audience like people listen to us people care what we got to say they text us call us dm us email us like and we got to be there for them people and eventually the payoff will be there for us but in the meantime we got to do the work like i'll definitely say this and i you know i i can look at myself and take part part ownership part blame we've never gone a hundred percent with the podcast, and I know it might shock people because people think it's good and people think it's great and other, but we, you know I'm not lying. Yeah. We've never been like we're oh, going 85. I wasn't even going to go that <laughs> far, and that's the another problem with being like effortlessly good. People just see it and be like, "Oh shit, y'all do this and do it every week." Yeah, I can, do, and, and you know, are we good enough to be on that level with them? Hell yeah, I know it. But we've never done that. We've never put all like all our time, all our energy, just because we got separate lives and we got other yeah. shit going on. So y'all know I was done. I had walked away from this shit. I was yeah. I talked about it on y'all show. <laughs> I was literally like, yeah, I'm cool. Like I, I don't want to do this shit no more. And that was because we were stuck in a situation with the 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 network we were recording with and all the bullshit with them and the money wasn't going the right way and it was just a lot of nonsense and I was just like yo I'm yeah. going to the poker room at that like, point y'all got this shit at that like, point I basically went to them with an ultimatum and basically told them like listen 
I know the numbers. Y'all fucked up because y'all gave me the numbers, and I know how to look at to analyze the numbers. We are the biggest show you have, far and away. On a week-to-week basis, month-to-month, year-to-year basis, it's not even fucking close. However, we are not the most rewarded show that you have on your platform. So you either got to go out here and find me some money or you're never going to see us again. And they went out and found us some money. But once they got the money, they mishandled the product and making sure that the money got executed and distributed properly and fucked up all over again. Yeah, it was a whole shit It was a bad situation. So where we at now is like, I I literally told him, like, if we're going to do this shit for real and we're going (laughs) to really, really make this move, it's like... It, we're at the point now where we've done everything we can do in Philadelphia. Everybody knows us as like the first big urban podcast. Like, and that's from million dollars worth of game down to whoever the fuck you know. They know that shit. So it's just like where we at now is like we've had the biggest live show in the city for a podcast. We've done all these different things. Yeah, we did There's, the Roots Picnic. We did the Roots Picnic. <laughs> Sometimes they'd be like, it's a glass ceiling. Here you can see the ceiling. It's not glass. This shit is steel. It's <laughs> cement and it has spikes on it. Like, so it's like move to another market where there's a higher ceiling or... He'd stay here and continue Let me go to spin play our cards. Jets. Yeah. <laughs> right, that's exactly where it's at. But that's the end game, I think, is us getting to a, a, a major situation and then eventually wanting to do the network. I can agree with um, you guys reaching a glass ceiling as far as your pod is concerned, but why do you feel like you have to go to Atlanta to create a network with other podcasts? Not saying that you have to, but just saying we have a situation already in play okay. there. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, my thing is, it could be any of the top 10 markets in the country. It could be Houston, it could be... Miami, it, it just, no, 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 not as far as entertainment goes. There's nothing going on. Do you live in Philadelphia? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, it might be number 10, but. No. There's no, bus- there's no business getting brokered here. So, like. Why is that, though? About t- I don't I'm, think the talent. No industry. No, it's not about talent. No, the talent's the, here. the industry for it. So, Philadelphia, just on generate, like, just on the generalization, we're a blue-collar town. This is what we are. Always have been. That's what we are. As far as living in Philadelphia, it's being a cop, working at Amtrak, working at SEFTA, working for the water department, working for Pico, maybe working working for Comcast, working at the airport. Then after that, it's trapping. And then it's Uzi. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) It's like there's really no in-between to the shit here. There isn't a substantial middle class of young millennial blacks who are like, overly thriving on some like that type shit. There are people here that are doing it. But as far as the entertainment industry, no. When artists come to this city, they come, go to the hotel, go to the venue, go to the after party, back to the hotel, and then they get the fuck fuck out out of here. You're not about to just run into like Moneybag Yo at Elmwood Skating (laughs) Ring. It's just not about to happen. Whereas like literally Homegirl was telling us they were at Cascade and Lil Baby 42 Doug, they were just all in there. You understand what I'm saying? Like, that's just not about to happen here. It's like we don't really have, like, a middle ground for the urban entertainment shit. It's, it practically just doesn't exist. Yeah. And it's just a reality. Even think it. about Gillian Wallow. They got the biggest show out of this market. Um, When they have their bigger guests, they got to go to them. Yeah. That tells you something. It ain't shit going on. Like they're on the couch <laughs> on a normal show. Like, in the, in the they have Vaughn. They have Vaughn on their show here. Why? Because Vaughn was booked to come to Philly every fucking week. Because the youth of Philly has assimilated <sighs> to like a Chicago culture. So they was booking fucking Vaughn. I'm guilty. I booked Dirk six times. The shit work. We booked Dirk every week out this motherfucker like so it's like one of them things where it's like yeah they got Vaughn because he was here but even like Rock as big as Rock is Rock don't be in Philly he be. 
everywhere but Philly. He be in L.A., he be in New York with the high bridge niggas. He, motherfuckers is it's just not here. Like, and as much as we want to try to make it something else, it just is what it is. We going to keep doing the same thing and over and over and drive ourselves fucking crazy. It ain't here. Or I could go to Atlanta and bump into Tyler Perry and T.I. and this and this. And they're like, oh, you got a podcast? It's black owned? All right, where your studio at? I'm going to meet you there. It's different. <laughs> like... And like how y'all got Wallow. Wallow was on some shit. Like he bumped into y'all in the building. Oh, y'all, you, we should come on our show. When? Let's do it right now. Right. But that's all. It's only one Wallow. <laughs> I was saying something to Amber. Uh, we need to bump into Charlemagne, but it's like we have to go somewhere else to bump into him. We will never bump into him in yeah. Philly. It ain't yeah. happening. Spartansburg. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I think but, that's the reality, but I would like to believe that that could be changed. Like I feel like Philly, we have the talent, so why can't we create the industry? We got a ton of talent in every field, though. All of the arts, all the entertainment, fucking graphic design, everything. Like, and we hustle hard as a motherfucker, but it's a small community of us, and we gotta understand that we are a small community of creatives and shit like that. That participate in that. So when you talking to the average person that work at the airport or work at something, whatever, you talking Chinese to them. Like, they don't even understand your struggle or what the fuck you trying to do. Like, they just like, man, you better get one of these good jobs and work yeah. till you motherfucking retire. Like, you talking crazy to them. The mentality is shot. I would love it for it to be different. I stayed, I had opportunity to leave 50 times. I stayed because I'm a super Philly nigga. I love it here. I love the culture, all of the history. I love all of that shit, but it's fucked up. We on pace to beat 500 murders. We 34% ahead of last year. Yeah, we had 55 murders. <laughs> we had 55. February it's, 7th. It's the, 30, it's the 39th day. Yeah. <laughs> we had 55 murders. Like, it ain't nothing going on here. They didn't kill all they ops. Now they just killing anybody at this point. Children. And children, anything. Like, it's just super up out here. And I talk to niggas that's with that, niggas that ain't with that, people in between. Nobody don't have an explanation for me. You're right. Chad, with you being our first guest, a year later, what would you say our pod, good or bad? Um, I think y'all pod is excellent. I, I mean, y'all had a mission. Y'all went out here and grew y'all podcast. Y'all hustled. Y'all got people on here that are a part of the creative community, people that are trying to do shit. I mean, I have... No qualms or no complaints about nothing that y'all did, man. I salute y'all. And like, I really like the one with Kev. I really like the one with the Bonnie Peru. <laughs> A like, lot of people like Will. Yeah, yeah. So it's just like I like the concept of just another motivational podcast where you're actually going and getting these creatives from in and around the city. And like, that's dope. That's actually pretty decent. My only thing, I feel like y'all should do more shows. That'd be the only thing I would say. Well, we didn't want to burn ourselves out with the guests. Like, we already got. Damn near everybody in Philly that's yeah. doing something. You see, so, you see how fast you said that, though? That goes back to what we was just saying. That's why I asked about the Atlanta studio. <laughs> yeah. We've been trying to go to Atlanta, but we don't, we don't know where to record it. Yeah. We got people out there that have podcasts, big podcasts, yeah. but we need to find somewhere to record it. Well, if they got big podcasts, well, where the fuck do they record it? See, I don't <laughs> it's, know. It's complicated? <laughs> yeah, it's complicated. Yo, have y'all had Samoski out on your show? No. Y'all should. I do he a good-ass interview, yeah, yo. Yeah, Simon said was actually, he, he was a really one of our favorite interviews. Yo, y'all need to, after us, y'all need to get him. Like, he was one of our favorite interviews. He, like, he's smart. He he got a lot of shit going on. Uh, He got, you know, clothing company, manufacturer clothing, yeah, and his, yeah, no. I listened to your episode, yeah. too. And he just did, uh, he just did Dirty Glove Bastard out of Atlanta, which is a, a big, Platform like Saw about to about to go like he did Rolling Loud Radio recently like y'all should get Saw on y'all show hundred yeah, percent really good work ethic too yes he yeah. don't stop 
Like, he don't stop. But yeah, y'all should get solid on y'all show immediately. Remember, you can look into it. I'll hook it up for y'all. Y'all really want to do it? I'll hook it up for y'all. Y'all won't have to do nothing. I just think, I just, I not think I know for what y'all do and the way y'all frame y'all shit and how structured it is and all of that, he'll give y'all an A1 interview. And I don't really be vouching for nobody, but. Yeah. So what's one piece of advice you'll tell your 20-year-old self? You don't know everything. I grew up being very, like, smart, talented, like, kind of, like, easily pick up shit and all of that. And it kind of, like, spoiled me to where I would go into every situation assuming, like, I got it all figured out. And if I would have took more time to realize that I didn't know everything and be more susceptible to, you know, people giving me advice and maybe you should do it this way and looking at stuff another way, I think I would be even further along than I am. To my 20-year-old self? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shit, if I could go back, I'd go back over I'd tell myself, lay down them fucking kings when I <laughs> wore that four-car straight on me in the Philly for over. 20, 20, 20. To me, the, my pivotal, like, year was, like, 17, 18. My mom passed away. Gotcha. So, like, I got accepted to five colleges and just didn't go because my mom passed. I was just like, I'm cool on that. If I could go back, I probably would have went to college. That's, like, my one John. I kind of, like, always be, like... Not even on some like learning type shit, just the experience, experience. Yeah. of being like in in certain networks with people yeah. and you know whatever. Because even when I would like go to my homie school, my man Rod went to Penn, and I would go to Penn with like I would just be up at a school. We would go up there, and I would politics so much to where I like started meet like hanging out with people and knowing people and getting in all these situations. And he'd be like, "Yo, you're more popular on my campus than me," <laughs> and I'd be like, "Yeah, that's just who I was." Like, and I know this is shocking, but at one point I did not hate people. Seriously, like my job ruined me. I like, this <laughs> like I, I was a real people person and like out there and talk to people and all of that shit. And you know, I'm scarred at this point from working like, with the public. Of fuck working with the public will really fuck you up to where you just like I'm cool off of everything, like all of you. But at one point in my life, I was really, really like that, and I. I I always kind of like, damn, I wonder what I'd have been like on a college campus, like there every day. You know what I'm saying? Fuck, I'm gonna have like four baby moms or something <laughs> stupid, but still. Baby it's mom like, from Oklahoma. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but still, that's the one, John. If I could go back, I would definitely probably go to college. All right, so a lot of success stories, it always includes somebody being homeless, living in their car or something like that. Do y'all feel as though... No, that's what they tell you is starting from the bottom. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's not... not like, it's cool like, to start from the middle. Yeah. I'm not going to be successful because I ain't never been homeless. It's, it's okay to... It's, 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 it's okay to turn your work in and just be normal. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me. Okay. Well, I ain't going to finish the question. No, we, we have a real warped perception of yeah. what, like, making it is from, like, again, this young black millennial generation it's like if you didn't like suck dick for money and sell <laughs> drugs to your mom you didn't like you have to like start you don't know what it's like to be in the trenches yeah like you you you, you don't have to do any of that and the though. thing is it's like it all come from a place of hurt because nobody should experience that shit nobody should be making fucking sugar sandwiches and fucking putting water in a cereal like, I saw somebody one day tweet like normal. I saw somebody one day tweet like how you a real nigga and you ain't paying your mama rent and I'm like my dad owns his house <laughs> and I'm like what like why is that bad like look, but we have this like warped perception of like, no, yeah, you like, got to be doing X, Y, Z to be a real yeah, nigga, to make, be thorough. My mom to make $95,000 a year and she got a husband. Like, dog. 
My dad called me the other day because it was raining and asked me if I wanted a poncho. I'm like, no, you leave me the fuck alone. Like, it's just like, you, the, he, he chilling. He got a yeah. big-ass house, big TV. He like, dog, I'm, we were thinking about getting him a truck. We were thinking for his uh, 70th birthday, we were thinking about getting him a truck. And he's like, don't y'all plan nothing stupid. And I was like, well, we were thinking about doing a truck for you. He was like, for what? My Explorer's paid. And he was, I'm like, that's just my dad, though. He yeah. like, I don't need nothing straight over here y'all go live your life and but our generation is like oh no i gotta pay my mom rent and i gotta put my mom in a new car and i gotta tweet about it and then i gotta tell everybody about it and it's just like because if i don't tell them it didn't happen it's like what if you come from a situation or a family where everyone is perfectly okay like everyone's good like don't get it fucked up it's great to do nice things for your folks because at the end of the day they were like they sacrificed for you to be in these positions but not paying my mom or my dad rent doesn't make me any less or any bad it, like it, right. it, it just it doesn't work like that I feel like we're motivated by trauma by bullshit no by bullshit like it's not trauma it's by bullshit that's like the one thing that's like pulling us back and holding us right. down to the, as a people is we are fixated fixated with bullshit I had a tweet that like went viral I can't remember it exactly I'd have to go look for it but it was like the one thing that's completely holding us back is we have a sick twisted love affair with bullshit and nonsense Mm-hmm. I don't know what the fuck it is. I don't know when that shit started, but it's like the more bullshit, the more nonsense possible. Yep. Give it to me. Just think about the last three weeks of life. Bunch of fucking white people banded together on fucking Reddit to get rich off the stock market. Niggas is on the same stock market talking about who was stepper, who shot who. On and, the same Reddit. And, and leaking Nooski news. Like, yeah. That's all they use in the fucking. Real shit. Like on the same platform. People getting rich. Niggas is doing nonsense. Young white teenagers out here making hundreds of thousands of dollars. Millions of dollars. On the same platform that y'all was posting bitches nudes. So Niggas was on there asking for nudes. Who got the you know, who got who got bread like it's just nuts. No one responded to that, by the way. I saw it. But it's still, it's like that's really where we be at at times. It's like just nonsense. We're fixated on nonsense. And we tell ourselves all these stupid, like, remember when that whole thing happened with Kylie Jenner? When it was like, oh, she didn't start from the bottom, so it ain't self-made. Yeah. If it somebody just... give me five million and I make two billion, I started from the bottom. I started from the bottom. Fuck you talking about? Like, <laughs> I don't understand how much difference a million and a billion is. Like, exactly. that's a big difference. Yeah. They think it's like, oh, so it's, a, a it's actually a thousand of those. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's, like, it's a lot of million. You got a million a thousand times. <laughs> exactly. yeah. I don't understand that part. It's crazy, but I, I sit back and I think about them. Then when I saw that tweet, I was just like, what does this even mean? Ignorance. It's it's crazy as fuck. Cause I'm just like, damn, my dad owns a four bedroom, four bath house with a big ass garage and a pool, but I'm like, I gotta put him in an apartment, man. Like, I, like, <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 look, man, I hate, to, I hate to break the news to you. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. And it's just like, like no. I got these real nigga credentials. I'm trying to check off the list. I would say that shit all the time back in the day. It's like when motherfuckers scream and holler all these blocks and all of these places, and it'd be like, you know this is like a terrible neighborhood. Like this is a terrible house on a terrible block, and it's like this isn't something that you should like boast about. It's like yes, we come from situations because of redlining, because of systemic, you know, racism and oppression. But you can't fault somebody because their parents went a certain route and went to. Because if if that's the case, what are you doing it for? Right. Yeah. If you're from North Philly, from West Philly, from South Philly, from the whatever the fuck block you're from, what are you hustling for? 
if you're going to turn around and look at your kids like they weird or something wrong with them because they from Delaware or they from Jersey or they from... That don't make no sense. If that's the case, you should just stop hustling today. Nigga come home from from jail from doing the wrong shit and we throw him 10 welcome home parties. Motherfucker graduated from college and won't nobody say shit about it. Ain't nobody going to repost them. Nothing. Fixated with bullshit. (laughs) What do you guys want to be remembered for? By who? By the world. I want to be remembered for the people that I helped, what I gave back to people, and the fact that whatever I was doing, I just never stopped. Like, I just, you know, fought through whatever adversity and overcame whatever situation may have been going on at the time. I just looked at it and said, all right, I'm going to figure this out and, and figured it out, whatever it may have been. That's my biggest things. I honestly don't care. I like I- <laughs> The people who know me, my family, my friends, they know who I am. They know what I'm about. That's cool. You laugh, you laugh. That's your problem. (laughs) My thing is, I, I, I never was one of them people where, like, I almost went the other way when it came to, like, getting approval from certain people or so like like i've watched people in like especially in the social media shit they will literally like wait to see who says what or which way the opinions is going and then that's the way they'll like backdoor their way into oh yeah no i've been on that side of thing and me this is how i feel this is what i like this is what i don't like you argue amongst yourselves i'm I'm going to Sugar House. I honestly <laughs> don't care. Like, real talk. So it's like, yeah, like, I, I feel what he was saying. Like, you figure it out. That's life. That's kind of how it rolls. You you get through whatever situations. You know, like, I look back on it. Like, people were like, how did you handle your mom dying so well? And it's just like, I don't know. Like, it just, you 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 do it. You know what I mean? Like, you, it doesn't, there's no right or wrong way to do whatever the fuck it is you're doing. You know, it's just, unless you're doing, like, a, a heart surgery or some shit like that. But even that, there are people who find new and innovative ways to do cancer research and everything. So there's no real right or wrong way to live your life. You kind of just live it. And you go on doing what you're doing. And for me, I, I've gotten to the point in life where I look at all of this shit kind of like smoke and mirrors. Like, it's all bullshit. You know what I mean? Somebody the other day had a shirt on. I think it was... I forgot who it was. Somebody on the timeline had a shirt that was like, when I die, don't act like you cared. I forgot who it was that was wearing it. Some some celebrity or whatever. But it's just like, yeah, people, like, Jada said it best. They might care for two or three hours till they like them spliffs. Like, it's just, that's life. Yeah. We'll remember you for what you did or what you put, but life go on. Yeah, that's true. Just, it's what it is. I'd be here all day with that one. <laughs> Or I wanted to talk about something I saw on Instagram. Um, we just talked about Gilly. He uh, posted a pic of his son and his son's girlfriend, and the caption said, I told Mac, you see what your mom looked like. Don't fuck the legacy up. How do y'all feel about that? Wait, say it again? <laughs> he posted, I want to see this now. Gilly posted a picture of his son and his son's girlfriend together. Okay. And the caption said, I told Mac, you see what your mom looked like. Don't fuck the legacy up. So I take it, Mac is his son? Yes, that's his name. Okay. How do you feel about it? So maybe I'd have to see yeah, it. I, don't, I didn't feel anything. So in the comments, they basically, they basically was saying like, because the, you know, Gilly's wife is like Asian or something. The girl's like, she looked like she like probably Spanish or light skin or whatever. Okay. So it's like, go back to the colorist thing. Like, is was he being colorist? Was he saying like, make sure you get a, a cute girlfriend? Or like, what was it? Like, what is he trying to say? Okay, so black people don't stone me. But I do think that we be too, a little too sensitive. I think... 
Oh yeah, we're. What I'm hearing is that this ain't right. He's saying get a cute girlfriend. Like don't. Yeah, we we be sensitive as shit, but it's because we're black. Like that that's the you know we we that's we why. we are like over the top ridiculous. And we we talked about a couple shows ago. Everything is black. That's what it's coming down to. Everything is black and white. Everything. I don't think he meant anything colorist or racist. Yeah, because because you got to look at. I'm looking at the pic now. I, you got to look at on the flip side. If she wasn't up to par, I don't think he would have posted. Post, he wouldn't. He, he wouldn't have posted. posted. He wouldn't have said nothing at all. So I I think the fact Can that she it? is a beautiful young girl, he's acknowledging like, yeah, son, you did the right thing. Like I listen to a lot of old radio. Like I tell everybody, anybody that'll listen, I said this on another podcast on One Fan Radio, I said the best, anybody that want to be in podcast and to be in radio, you have to listen to the Opie and Anthony show run of shows that had Patrice O'Neill and Jim Norton on them from like, I want to say, what was it like 2000 and one to like 2008 or 9 or like something? Like one, one to six for sure. One to six for that's sure. That's when I was out on the road. And on those shows, they talk about like a lot of like guy stuff, and they like give the general view and audience like like a, a peer into like what men are thinking, and it's like they talked about like uh, Chris Daughtry from what the fuck group was Chris Daughtry in? Uh, he was he was had won some singing competition. He was in a big uh, Creed. He was Creed, Creed. Damn, yeah. And it was basically saying like, damn, like you know, like it's they were almost saying like it's bad manners to have an ugly girlfriend. They're like, it's too many women out here to like have a, a ugly girlfriend. So I think that you know, if his son didn't have a good looking girlfriend, he wouldn't have said nothing at all. Uh, but the fact that she's beautiful, he had something to say about it. So I was like, we can't stone him for uh, saluting his son. But the message is like a little. It's how you say it. Yeah, it's not what you say. It's how you say it. Yeah. It's a little. I, I had somebody tell me that I have deep rooted issues because I like light skinned women. How? <laughs> That's your preference. I was just like, okay. So on the flip side, I could be told the same thing because I like brown and dark skinned women. Like I don't date light skinned women. This is the reality of it. I grew up fat and black in the nineties. All right, I like that was a rough, rough time. I've I've, I've been there. <laughs> not recommended. <laughs> One star would not recommend. Dark-skinned women historically would not speak to me. I don't know why they wouldn't. Because most of the time they're not attracted to you. They want the opposite of I'm, I'm just telling you, you. black, I'm black. We both black. It ain't exactly. going to work. Dark-skinned women, I, I was in love with this girl back then. Years, I mean, like, in love. I was fixated with her. She was dark-skinned. And... <laughs> She she basically was like, you black as shit. <laughs> what? I was like, what kind of you black on black crowd shit is this? So it was like, you know, and 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 I not saying it became like a thing, but just I'm a I see women and I'm like, damn, she's attractive. And it just so happens that she might be like, and the crazy part is, for years I was in love with Foxy Brown. Foxy's dark skin. I love these people. Young. If anything, I'm a little more uncomfortable at him even commenting on the beauty of a young woman publicly. I was, I was about to say, I swear I was about to say the whole post is weird. Just throw it away. The post is strange. And that goes back to like social media. Old media is don't understand that. Like, there's no reason to to post that. You know what I mean? Like somebody's daughter on your page. At a certain point, you need to funnel what you post and what you don't like at, at this level in your life you shouldn't be posting stuff like this like nah yeah so. 
Like the 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 color of shit though, you you'd be here all day. Cause... For sure. Did y'all hear the, the, the light skin song? The girl. Yeah, Danny Lee. Oh, Danny Lee. Yeah. Then she got dumped recently. Yeah. So everybody like, oh, I guess he a yellow bone ain't what, what he want. want. <laughs> <laughs> they grinding her up right but now. That's, I don't that's know. Spanish, so like, you can't call yourself yellow bone if you're not black. Oh, well, can, can you not? I don't. I, I don't know the I, rules I, no more. Like, like 2021, I don't know none of the rules about what you can and can't yeah, do. I, I, don't I, know. Was, I was born in '83. I'm too old for this yeah. shit to be trying to keep up with all these like internet rules. I don't know. Yeah, they said if you're not black and you're Spanish or something, you you're just light Spanish. Skin, you can't say you're a yellow bone because you're not a black light skin girl. You're a Spanish light girl. Okay, that's too much. It's too many rules. Yeah. <laughs> Like, it just wasn't a good song. I, I never, <laughs> never want to be a good song. I, I never heard this song. What is the song about? Being, Being a, a yellow, yellow bone. When everybody was like uh, dragging her, she was like, well, everybody always praising the brown skin queens or whatever the case may be, but nobody ever... The, the yeah, yeah she's not looking at it from a historical aspect of the fact that light-skinned women had a 30-year head start of praise. Y'all been in the house. Like, y'all been was getting the praise. Like, it's this praising, you know, the melanin and all of that shit is some new shit. Like, y'all, because it was to combat you never like, prior aesthetic. You be light-skinned. But you'll hear somebody say, oh, you're pretty, you pretty for a dark skin girl. Oh, yeah. Right. It was ingrained in the culture. i heard that a lot of my life. Yeah, you're but a she... handsome dark skin nigga. I'd be like, all right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but then she said, oh, I got a brown skin boyfriend, but but I don't see color. You clearly saw color when you said he was brown skin. Yeah. Yeah, I don't even know who this person is. It's, it's the baby the girlfriend baby? or something. Ex-girlfriend. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah the, the baby. Not little baby. The oh, baby. The baby. The North Carolina baby, not the Atlanta baby. Oh, okay. It's a lot of babies in the I game know. right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, you know I don't know what's going on. That shit would have never took place in the 90s. Niggas couldn't have had the same name. They would have had a shootout yeah, in front of Hot 97. All right, so we want to introduce a new segment. Um, it's oh, a new segment with us? Let's yes. get it. We used to do moment of truth, but now we're changing it to truth or drink. So I don't have no more drinks, so I'm gonna have to tell the truth. Yeah, I can't lie. I ain't got no liquor. I ain't got no liquor. Um, so we're gonna play the card. Okay. So you ask the person next to you the question, and if you don't want to answer, you have to take a shot. Okay. So you want me to plug first? So you plug and you ask the person. We'll do one round. Do you think you are more or less attractive than the average person? Why? Is that for me? Who's next? So to... yeah, All right. Yeah, I'm going to say it's more fun if we uh, more or less attractive. I think I'm more attractive than the average person. Average is like a five or a six. <laughs> yeah, I'm a five I'm... when I wake up. <laughs> but a six when I get myself together. So I think just, just on a, uh, yeah, I, even with this nappy ass hair I got going on right now, yeah, I still think I'm, uh, than the average person, yes. Okay, you pluck and then you ask Matt. Can I like cut this deck and yeah. then like switch you can do whatever you want? Should <laughs> well, be some weird shit. <laughs> you saw what Amber was. I'm like, that's what was happening to me. I got all the big questions. Uh, would you be or have you been a guest star in another couple's bedroom? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you know what's crazy is I got propositioned with that, and I was just like, "Is they go work yeah, to say that chief?" Nah. <laughs> Like a guy and a girl? Yeah, the chick that I used to like deal with, she was like super into like the whole, you know, party type situation. And I kind of had like left her alone. And then my homie was like 
trying to get at her, and she was like, "Yeah, if 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 you and Matt, you know what I'm saying." That's and, and he was like, "Come on, bro," and I was just like, "I'm like, yo, like, I need this, bro." Like, I was like. I don't want to do it with just her. So, like, it's you being there is not about to oh, make me God. like a word. All right, but like, that, <laughs> yeah, like, I just yeah. No, motherfuckers is is a uh, is a uh, what's Yo, the word? Kinky? Way more. Kinky. I'm not gonna get into detail. Way more young people, like people un- like 35 and, and under, are into like group sex and sex sure. parties and all that shit. Than you think? You'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. Yes. Notable people, big in the city. In a, in a, in a uh, what Jamie Foxx said, your little nigger mind was. <laughs> like, yeah, it's crazy. Uh. Okay. The various sex juices. Something <laughs> they get on clothes. Tell us about when it happened to you. Have you ever sent nudes? How do you... No, com- just read one. One or the other. Choose which one yeah, you choose. Yeah, both the choose. Oh, <laughs> okay. Well, I, let's talk about the juices. The various... <laughs> All right, let's talk about the juices. The various sex juices. Sometimes they get on clothes. Tell us about when it happened to you. I can't recall the time I've had sex juices on my clothes. You got to drink, so you got to drink then. You should have just lied, dummy. <laughs> <laughs> So you keep this out of there, right? Yeah. Or you could put it at the bottom. That's what I did. But you have to drink. She did. She did. Oh. She took a drink. Well, good. The rest. Where's the rest of the liquor? This is the last question. Anyway. <laughs> Are we only do one round of this? Oh, you like this game? Oh, I, I mean, it's fifty fucking slips. I just assumed. I, I don't know. It was one. Assume we would at least go two rounds. Yeah. Are you more of a top or a bottom or versatile, or do these labels not apply to you? These labels don't apply to me. Oh, it's for like man on man. Yeah, that was a cop out. (laughs) I mean, the girl could be on top. (laughs) You want to hear a funny ass story? So this is when I started playing poker super heavy, right? It was this Asian rich nigga. His name was Hooney. Rich as fuck would be in a poker room. This, you know, all them purses that all the niggas wear yeah. now. He, this was he was fourteen. Yeah, like he, he would, he would have a per, he would have thirty, forty grand, and like he was a rich Asian motherfucker. So he took a liking to me playing poker all the time. So. One day, whatever, he was, like, talking to me. I looked up. My man Ross was at the poker table across from me. He was like, yo, you know he gay, yo. And I was like, I didn't really pick up on that. I was like, he always talked to me about poker. And he was like, no, nah, man, he trying to bag you. And I was like, what the fuck? Why is your mind even? <laughs> Where are you at? And he was like, I'm telling you, dog. Who he going to hit you, man? I'm telling you. <laughs> I was like, shut the fuck up. So maybe, like. Two or three days passed. We in the poker room. Poker room was packed. This is when Harris used to roll. It was packed. And we were at a, I was at a 2-5 deep stack. Big game. Hooney gets up and comes over. He was like, Matt, I have a table upstairs in the cove. The cove is like the steakhouse or whatever. Yeah. He's like, come, have dinner with me. We talk. We talk poker. We talk about life. Come, talk with me. And I'm like, no, it's cool. I'm playing right now. Like, I'm in the middle of the game. He was like, okay, rain trick. We have dinner another night. I'm like, all right, cool. And he walked off. And as I turned, Ross was staring at me from the table. Like, I told you, you to hit. He looked at me. He was like, I'm telling you, he a top. <laughs> I'm telling you, you're top. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, you have a yeah. <laughs> hey, yo, it was crazy as shit, though, because he really said, he like, you know how you doing something, yeah. you just, I turned, he was staring at me from, like, three tables over. Uh, like, what the fuck, man? But, yeah, that's definitely uh, not a question suitable for you. So are we done with that? Yes, we are. Okay. okay, well, before we get out of here, can y'all drop a gem for our listeners? Yeah, I don't you always know. got the gems, Chad. I don't know them. Um, I'm a little drunk, but um, 
I extended my meter for yeah, no reason. I, I would say, I would, I would say, um, my gem for the week would just basically be like educate yourself about the stock market. Like, I agree. Right now, there's a lot of activity going around the stock market. We talked about it on our show. I kind of did like my whole elevator pitch on the who, what, when, where, why, how of the stock market. Um, now is the time. There's a lot of different user-friendly apps and stuff like that that are out there and resources available. There's people on Twitter that talk about stocks. Uh, there's a Vlad Stocks page on um, Instagram that you can follow. DJ Vlad from Vlad TV does a lot of stock investing and stuff like that. Gives people free information. Learn about the stock market because it's like, you know, once you reach a certain threshold of money, as far as like savings in your bank account and stuff like that, you have to start looking for things to invest your money in and things that are going to appreciate your money and help shelter you from like tax liability. And the stock market is a good way to do all of the above. You said you did a who, what, when? On our show. Yeah. We kind of just oh, kind of okay. did like a quick, like an elevator right. pitch about like. Just, it's hard. <laughs> yeah. So like. But I'm go yeah, back. I talked about like shorts, long positions, like the whole everything on our show. Okay. What's some of the apps that you said? Uh, Robinhood. I didn't say the apps, uh, so that's a good catch. Robinhood and TD Ameritrade are the two most like user friendly apps where you can buy stock, and even through Cash App, you can buy stock on Cash App too now. Also, a lot of people don't know that. Like that little squiggly line in Cash App is for the stock market. You can buy stocks. Like I have a nice position in Gap stock from when they first announced the Kanye partnership in my cash app that I just can't fucking liquidate because it's too good. Free game. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, I be sh throwing a lot of like free game as far as like financial literacy in the stock market and shit like that on, um, on our Twitter page because that's like the main shit I'm like interested in now is like you know, just ways to make more money smartly and stuff like that. So on our uh, Twitter page at official TRPE, I'd be throwing like a lot of just free gems and shit out there like that. And, uh, oh, I could give y'all another gem because I know Matt don't have one. <laughs> Damn, all right. <laughs> he is in deep <laughs> No, I actually know what I was going to say, believe it or not. I, I was looking up at the camera. I didn't realize there was a camera on the It was ceiling. just basically about like, I, I basically said financial literacy starts with your willingness to live below your means. A lot of times people are too willing to live above their means and try to keep up with the rat race and end up fucking robbing Peter to pay Paul fucking selling this to do this and um, you know as opposed to if you can afford $2,500 a month find somewhere that costs $1,500 a month save that $1,000 do that for two years you gonna look up you got $24,000 just making the same money you don't even have to make more money in order to pay yourself you just gotta be more responsible and more disciplined Majority of people just aren't disciplined. They just are so willing to give their money away. They get paid every week or every two weeks, and they pay everybody except they sell. I'm they pay their credit card off. They fucking pay rent. They fucking pay Neiman Marcus. Uh, if they a nigga, they fucking pay their four girlfriends. Like it just, it, it, they look up and they like, damn, like I don't got enough money to make it the next week. And people that get paid weekly, a lot of times get trapped into like a false sense of financial security because. Whatever they do this week, mm -hmm. in seven days, I got another check coming. Nigga, and Wednesday that's a night, baby. <laughs> that's, down, a, that's, a da that's a dangerous way to live. And I just think that in general, black folks, because I ain't worried about everybody else, they got their fucking... 80-year head start and shit like that. Black folks got to change our relationship with money, how we look at money, and be more respectful of the dollar. You said that... It's so hard. ...that you were on a year ago. Yeah. yeah. I'm consistent with my message. Like, I don't know different ways to tell the truth. Like, people just be so comfortable just being irresponsible. And they just chalk it up to, oh, if I if I spend it, it'll get right back. It's like, no, that's not how this shit works. Yeah. I promise you it's not how this shit works. 
Uh, you said I don't have a gym. That kind of offended me. I was I'm upset. So I apologize. I was upset I'm sorry. That. I love you. The, um, I would say take care of yourselves. One thing I've noticed in this last couple of years is just how unhealthy I was at one point in my life. Where you are now. And it's it just, like, I go into McDonald's every day to use the bathroom down Broad Street because there's nowhere else to go. Yeah. And it's just like, every time I'm in there, it's a gazillion Uber Eats bags waiting to get picked yeah. up. And I'll be saying to my, you know how hopeless you got to be <laughs> to Uber Eats or DoorDash McDonald's. <laughs> no, <seriously. laughs> like, like that, like McDonald's got to be like last resort type shit. Yeah. Not go get it for me. They say all the time, <laughs> like, you be like, I don't eat McDonald's, but somehow, some way, that, that ticker just keep going. Is that a billion seven? Real shit. But uh, I, it's funny because I was in there the other day and they got... Uh, Big Macs are two for six. Oh my god! And I was like, "That's it was two for five a couple years ago." And I, <laughs> Inflation is a motherfucker. Inflation is a motherfucker. And I thought about it like, "Yo, I haven't had two Big Macs in like four years." I don't think I've Who ever had, had a Big Mac. I've never had a Big Mac. They were two oh, yeah. for five. Oh my god! I couldn't get one for four. That's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what? Oh. Like, dog. Like, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I, at one point in my life, I was drinking like no bullshit, probably like 15 Pepsi's a day. Oh my god. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I was like a soda addict. Like I was literally like like I would drink three or four of them joints for breakfast. Like I was ridiculous with that shit. But like why? You ever taste Pepsi? <laughs> shit is delicious. Don't get it fucked up. I'm not knocking <laughs> Pepsi. I'm not knocking Pepsi in this shit. Cold Pepsi in a can. Dog. Like you eat a, I'm up. Just dreaming about it. <laughs> it's up. <laughs> what the fuck you mean? But no, I, I look back on just how I used to like just eat, like just not even like what I would eat, but just the way I would go about eating. Like, and I, I've literally done periods of time now where I fast, where I don't even eat in the morning. Like I get up, take a pre-workout and go straight to the gym. Like I won't eat until after I work out. And just, it's just a lot of little shit. Like I'm way more uh, up on taking vitamins, you know, getting the right amount of rest, you know, just everything. And you realize just how different your body functions when you do these things. Like, I don't snore anymore. I don't, uh, my body doesn't ache all the fucking time anymore. I, uh, I, I was on high blood pressure medicine. I've been taking a blood pressure pill in three years. I literally got my blood pressure done the other day when my, I got a, uh, like a, my finger got infected and, uh, I had to go to the urgent care because they get the ointment. My blood pressure was one, what was it? 121 over 79? Like, perfect. 120 over 80 is like Perfect. normal. That's it. My dream was 121 over 79. So it's just we really have like a false sense of of like, oh, if I'm thin, I'm healthy. And that's like far. I know people who are thin that can't run for three minutes. Like I'm not even joking. I'm 300 pounds and can literally go on the treadmill for an hour and a half. Like whereas I see people that are like considered thin by American standards, they can't lift their own body weight. They can't last in the boxing ring for two minutes, you'd be surprised just how terrible people's cardiovascular. And for me, I found out I had cardiomyopathy. So my heart wasn't functioning right. So that's what really was like, all right, yeah, I'm like playing around. You know what I mean? And I, you know, it, it's a it's a slow grind, but it's like, yeah, like once you get to where, I remember like my biggest thing was I wanted to be able to do a half hour on an elliptical. Like if I could get to that, I'm like, damn. And now I do an hour with the fucking speed, the the level on fucking twelve, and it's like it's it's nothing. Not and that's not talking shit, but it's just I really have worked hard as fuck in the gym. Like I remember when I first got my bike, the first time I rode on a bike, I did like two point seven miles, and before all of the shutdown shit happened, I did eighty one one day. Oh my 
goodness. Yeah. Wow. I, would, I, I did all the malls in the city. Basically, I went from my crib to Springfield Mall, Springfield Mall to Granite Run Mall, Granite Run Mall to Franklin Mills, Franklin Mills downtown, back to Southwest. So it was like, yeah, like I did 80 miles on a bike one day. And it's just like, you know, you work, you work to get to it, but it's just like once you do it, you really like, I walk around all day. I don't be tired. I'll take off up steps. Don't be tired when I get to the top of it. It's just looking back on it, though. It's like I remember dead as going up a flight of steps and being like, you ever see that meme? The, whew, the SpongeBob <laughs> John. Like, that's really how you be. So that's my John, I guess. Just, you know, we older. Y'all young. I'm getting up there. <laughs> but you you get to where you you 35, 40, 45, them doctor's visits start getting. Remember you was young, you going to the doctor. Hey, what's going on with you, man? All right, yeah, you good. I see you in <laughs> four minutes. Yeah. <laughs> you going to the doctor now. It's like, so uh, you feeling any stress on your knees? How your joints? Like, that shit is real. Like, because we, we getting older. And, and we're getting to the age now where people are starting to die. Like, a lot. I'm not talking about no violent shit. I'm talking about, like, people I went to school with are, like, passing away like people are having heart attacks people are having strokes people are, are like dying like we about to be 40 and it's just like yeah man like motherfuckers that's the age when people start you know health issues really start ramping up and really really getting serious so you know i don't want to sound like billy blanks or no shit like that no but... i appreciate this gym because most of our guests get like business gems it's well, like, that's because yeah. niggas all just want to be rich and, and be I mean, icy. we never had anyone that's <laughs> into like fitness i just want to be icy you know what i'm saying and like but it, it's it's you know my doctor straight told me like to my face like you're not gonna make it to 37 He's like, there's just no way. You're carrying too much weight. Your blood pressure is fucked up. You have cardiomyopathy. You have sleep apnea. You're pre-diabetic. You're just not going to make it to 37. And now when I go into the doctor's office, it's just like a totally different, like, it's almost like an admiration type job. Like, wow, man. Like, you really, whew, like that, you know. So, you know, it takes a while to get serious and locked in, like anything. Like, even when it comes to business, when it comes to podcast and anything. But once you get there, you, you kind of be there. But I don't force it on nobody. I don't be like, yo, what you doing? You doing this? You doing that? I mentioned it to you one day about going to the gym. You talked like I was talking Japanese. Yeah, yeah. for me. I, I'm in shape, though. You're not. But it was okay. a joke. Um, well, thanks for coming. We appreciate it. We appreciate y'all for having us. I don't appreciate y'all for getting me drunk, but whatever. You really over there drunk. <laughs> I can hear the slurs. Yeah, it's over. <laughs> I kind of wish I would have said something before I put more money on my meter. That's what I was. Well, I mean, you can cancel it. It's only going to charge you for what you use. Oh, well? Yeah. I never knew that. That's a life hack because I didn't know that. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. Let me get into this. Mine as well. Um... Make sure y'all follow us on Instagram. Oh, shit. You can. Yeah. <laughs> Charge for what you use, dog. You just let this shit run. Drunk chat. I just, yeah. Like, <laughs> Not cut me off. Yeah. <laughs> right. My bad. Back to the closeout. Follow us on Instagram. Um, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Just another motivational podcast. Um, comment, like, subscribe, uh, rate. Share. All that. Tell post. a friend, tell a friend. Follow us on social media at official TRPE social uh, Instagram and Twitter, uh, YouTube.com. You can just search uh, the Rose Podcast ever or TRPE. Our whole catalog uh, pops up. We got probably like 20 something recent video pods. Y'all can go check them Jones out, write, comment, like, subscribe, and share them Jones too. Okay. And, when, and when would this be dropping? Thursday. Okay. Yeah, I'm already promoing. I, y'all had this nice cup here. I took a picture of it. Thank you. Yeah, Appreciate so. it. All right, we out. Bye. Peace. <laughs>